0: hello emerging writers welcome my name is stephanie and i'm joined by my sister jordan we're continuing in the vein of audiobooks with some recommendations and some things we've heard that kind of made us laugh Jordan, would you like to get us
1: started? Of course.
0: Of course, of course, of course.
1: Of course, because I am the resident audiobook expert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really sure how many books I've listened to since I started, but it's at least 100 because I looked through... Oh
0: my gosh, I didn't even realize
1: that. Yeah, it's it's excessive. (laughs) You should see how quickly I made it through the goals on the uh, Audible She started like two months ago. It was in like November. (laughs) Yeah. So you can tell I've already reached master level on Audible. So that's a lot of hours. (laughs) I think I looked at my Audible escape history and there was like 79 or something. And I've got some from the library and other things. So I'm guessing it's at least a hundred books that I've listened to, which is excessive. (laughs) But that gave me ample examples of things that are ridiculous and made me laugh. So... Some of the stuff was just, like, the way people read, like, maybe they sound kind of robotic. Brandon, and my husband showed me one this morning that the girl kind of sounded like one of those speech-to-text machines, just mm-hmm. pausing in weird spots. Like, they just didn't speak like people speak. Kind of sounded like this. Mm-hmm. It was odd. And I've heard several that are like that. And I have a few that were so funny to me that I had to share them with anybody who would listen. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I have to share them with you guys. And
0: you're a captive audience. So. Yes.
1: So <laughs> you're going to hear them too. So there was this one book I was listening to, and the narrator pronounced the car Bugatti, Bugatti, like it rhymes with spaghetti. <laughs> and I was like, the first time I heard him say it, I was like, what? Because he said whatever make and model, you know so I didn't quite catch it, and I was like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter, and then he said it again later, and I was like, wait a second, did I just hear what I thought I heard? <laughs> and yes, he said it four or five times through the book, and I was like, G- guy, how have you never heard this word before? It's, It's a pretty well-known car. To be fair, I didn't
0: like Like, I don't really know cars, so while I've heard of most of the big-name cars, it's not a thing that registers in my head actively. I probably never would have figured out what he was trying to say.
1: Yeah, a thing that comes up in a lot of my books, actually, is fancy cars for some reason. It features a lot in the romance genre for some weird reason. That's weird. Yeah, I'm like, oh, another car person. (laughs) I don't know what this is, and I'm not going to look it up, so it doesn't matter, but... I, I've i learned a lot about cars just from listening to books and them having car names. <laughs> but I feel like with things like that, I would be hard-pressed not to stop and check. I mean, because you can pause recording. You can check on the pronunciation of a word. That reminds me of... There was some other book I listened to where the girl pronounced areolas incorrectly multiple times. And I was like... And it was a different pronunciation every time. So I was like, okay, if you don't know how to pronounce this word, just look it up. If you're
0: very aware that you don't have an idea of how to pronounce that word to where you're saying it differently every time.
1: Yeah. Just look it up. It's okay to pause and look it up.
0: It's different to be like confidently wrong and like you don't realize you're wrong at all. But when you're very uncertain, you look at a word and you're like, I don't know how to pronounce that. You should probably just double check.
1: Yeah. I don't know why sometimes it doesn't seem like people do. Because I definitely would if there was something I wasn't sure about, especially if it popped up more than once. I'd make a flag and just go re-record a line or something after I looked it up. It's just a helpful hint, I guess. But some people, it's interesting when you find someone who just pronounces certain words interestingly. Like, there was one book I was reading, and unfortunately, the word roses was said a lot of times because flowers just kept getting brought up. The guy pronounced roses as rosies, and it came up so much. And then I kind of started noticing um, every sort of eh sound was a like, long e sound. So then that kind of took me out of the story, and I couldn't stop hearing his mispronounced eh sounds. Do you think that's just an accent thing? It could be. It's hard to know with books because I can't tell if someone's putting on, like, covering an accent because sometimes there are words that you can't really cover and, you know, they kind of slip through. I was curious. I don't know where the guy was from, but I was curious if it was an accent from somewhere Mm -hmm. that just wasn't really coverable. Another thing people do is not do quite the right voices when someone's going above and beyond and giving everyone very distinctive voices. I listened to this biker story. It was supposed to be a biker romance. And, you know, when the story is about big, tough bikers, you kind of imagine gruff, rough and tumble voices. And it was a woman narrating. So, you know, you have to give some leniency for that because it is harder for women to do those gravelly male voices. But the main male character voice wasn't terrible in this book. But the head of the biker gang had this nasally nerdy, just sounded like a computer nerd voice. Maybe that was an intentional thing. Maybe she was trying to be funny. Maybe. I was like, what? Why? He doesn't even sound cool. Excuse you. Not that nerds 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 will lead our world. Okay, but maybe not as the head of a biker gang, though. You know, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, and he was supposed to be kind of like a grizzled old guy, so him sounding like... What do you mean, that grizzled old men can't sound like this? That is actually extremely close to what it sounded like. (laughs) I'm not even joking. It was bizarre. I feel like it's really hard to know the level of doing voices that you should do. What do you think about people doing voices? I think that people need to be
0: very aware of themselves and their capabilities. Um, If you have practiced voices and you're good at seamlessly transitioning between them and you have a wide variety of voices at your disposal for different characters, then I don't necessarily think that it's a really big deal. Um, I know whenever I read for people, I will slightly change my voice to kind of signify that this is a different character than who was just talking before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Now, I, d- I couldn't say how effective that is for everybody and whether that would work well with an audio book and if people would like it, but I know that I am not a voice actor.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of another one. This one wasn't bad. It just, uh, the voice actor reading the book, I think it was a romance I just kept getting a vibe of, like, science videos. And it turned out the narrator was someone who's narrated some science shows my kids have watched. And I was I remember like, you telling me about oh, that. <laughs> that's why I was getting these vibes and not being convinced that this was a romantic lead. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. It was interesting. Like, he narrated well. It was just odd having heard him narrate science videos before and hearing the same in that case, I feel like maybe you should do a little bit of voice changing if you possibly can so it's not the same exact sound.
0: Well, there's a different way that you, I don't want to say hold yourself, but the way that you vocalize, I guess, like the, maybe the tone you use is going to be different for something that sounds very scientific, very matter-of-fact, as opposed to telling a story. You want to have more, a more dynamic voice, When you're telling a story as opposed to just presenting facts.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, parts in that story definitely sounded like presenting facts. It made sense in some parts because it was kind of based in mythology. So it kind of felt like, oh, okay, yeah, this is telling me some information. But sometimes then there'd be, you know, things going on and people talking and be like, oh, yeah, this isn't real. This is a story. Why does it sound like this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's such a hard Thing to balance. I have discovered quite a few narrators that I really do enjoy, though. The ones I like greatly outnumber the ones I don't. Um, I've hardly found any that I absolutely won't listen to. There's a couple, but it's not many. Those people also have their own people that do enjoy them. So, yeah, you know. it's very subjective. Because <laughs> I mean, some
0: of it might be you maybe don't necessarily like the voice itself or their cadence or something like that, and that's a very subjective opinion that maybe nobody else is going to feel that way about. Maybe they really enjoy that voice.
1: You know. True. Yeah, because... It's, it's like any book. Yeah. You know, it speaks to different people in different ways. So I think basically you just have to do your best because you can't please everyone, so...
0: Yeah, just do what's comfortable for you, you know?
1: Yeah, because people will like it and people will not like it, just like in everything. Yep. Yeah, I'm I- sure soon some of these issues may apply to us because we'd like to get into the field of narration and expanding our audio recording work.
0: Seeing as we have all the equipment here, and we're not quite sure what's happening with this bad boy. <laughs> yeah. figure we might as well start branching on to other things that seem interesting to us as well.
1: Yeah. Doing the podcast, I've definitely discovered I do enjoy this type of thing a lot. It's been very fun and very informative for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I already had the inkling though, which is kind of why I brought up the idea of a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. I'm glad you brought me into it. Dragged you guys kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Forced me until I couldn't say no. And now I'm like, yeah, let's keep doing it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad. Yeah, it's fun. So, as far as book recommendations go, I've got a few. Um, they're mainly romance because that's what I'm into, and <laughs> you can't stop me from liking my love stories, but... No one's trying. No one can. That reminds me. I just had a conversation with my husband, Brandon. He thought that all romance books were like paperback Harlequin or like the the things on Amazon with the ridiculous covers that people make fun of. He thought that was what the entire genre of romance books was. So he thought that's all I was reading. And I was like
0: I think those sort of fall into the guilty pleasure only. Zone. Yeah. I was
1: like, no, there's legitimate good authors and good stories in romance. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you think I was just reading like your grandma's books this whole time? <laughs> I showed you those so I could laugh, not so I could, you know
0: And this I mean is what I have reading
1: I have read a few of those things. But you know They're not the best, typically not well edited, so it's not what I recommend. So it was interesting showing him a different perspective on Mm -hmm. books and letting him realize that there's a lot of different types of romance books and there's not just those. One I listened to a while ago is. (laughs) 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 Why? (laughs) One of our. um, What are those? uh, Cushions? uh, I heard those things. They they were the ones with a dumb name. Bass traps. Yeah. One of our bass traps has been falling down for this entire recording session, and it just...
0: It just plopped again, and we weren't expecting it.
1: <laughs> I think we've been paused every other time it happened, so Yep. <laughs> maybe you got to hear it on this little bit. <laughs> it's probably too quiet. Yeah, probably. Who knows? I might have to amplify it in post-production. <laughs> so... One series I listened to a while ago that I really enjoyed most of the stories in was a hockey player romance series called Pucked by Helena Hunting. Most of those, the narration's really great, and the stories themselves are interesting, and each character has an interesting background or an issue that shapes their personality. And they were kind of just things I hadn't read before. I can't remember any specific examples, but all the characters had... Some unique things and she went out of the box as far as traits and issues that people had. I think somebody had like a significant scarring issue that he had to deal with and explored how he dealt with his relationship and everything Mm -hmm. regarding that. And that was interesting to me. But all the characters had some form of something. So they weren't just your typical drama story. It had Mm -hmm. to do with personal growth in a specific way. Yeah. Another series I enjoyed was the Beneath series by Megan March. I've checked those out from the library. I don't enjoy all of hers because she's kind of moved into kind of a, I don't know what you would call it, a style where she separates one book into three. So you Mm. have to pay for three books, but it's really just one story and they just break it down into three. So you have to pay more. But the Beneath series is all, each book is a full book all by itself. And they're really good and they have good narration. They're m- narrated by Andy Arndt and Sebastian York, who I like a lot. There's another series called The Walsh Series by Kate Canterbury. That one's really good as far as reading or listening. I definitely recommend It. It's about a family that has a construction business and it delves into a lot of personal growth issues with the characters and Damaged characters as well. If you're into reverse harem stories, the Sunshine and Bullets series by Cora Lee June is really great. I was recommended it on a Facebook group about books I'm on, and I listened to it the other day, and it was really great. All these are romanced, and I'm pretty sure all of them have sex scenes in them. So, you know, do your research if you listen to any of them, (laughs) because that's what you can expect from me. Steph, do you have any that... Are for the people who are not into romance and well-done sex scenes? Yeah. Um, so one of the books
0: that I've actually re-listened to a few times and read by myself with a book and own as a book is How's Moving Castle. And it the one that I've listened to was narrated by Ginny Sterling. And she does a, a really amazing job, actually. She's kind of older at this point in her life. So it fits the story really well because the main character at the very beginning of the story gets turned into an old woman. Mm. So it fits the tone of the story. And I remember always thinking that she just did a really good job at the character's voices. Like she would change the accents and it just made the characters feel believable because they were described as being from certain places and she would fit her voice to that character. And I don't know, I was just always really impressed with that and then i was going through a hole on youtube looking at accent videos as part of research i didn't mean to look at accents to be honest i was just trying to find videos on edwardian times history but i ended up finding a video going over accents from the edwardian times in mm-hmm. britain <laughs> and there was this lady who was part of the documentary and she was uh, an accent coach and I was listening to her talk and slip into these accents and I was like, this sounds really familiar. Like this sounds exactly like the lady who did Howl's Moving Castle. So I looked her up and it absolutely was. So that's why she was so great at doing all of the accents is because that's her job now.
1: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I really like when people can do a good accent. Oh, that's something that also makes or breaks a story. <laughs>
0: hmm If you can't do an accent believably. I think it's better to just not try because you'll break the, the suspension of disbelief and the flow of the story as a whole by trying to push yourself beyond what you can do. And I'm not saying you shouldn't ever try to grow, but maybe practice off recording until you get to that point of confidence.
1: Yeah. There was one thing I tried to listen to that had a side character that was Irish and the male narrator absolutely couldn't do Irish accent. So I didn't really want to listen to the story because I was like, well, this character is enough of a presence in it that I'm going to have to hear this not very good Irish accent a lot. <laughs> so no thanks. It was one of, going to be one of the ones I was going to review for a free copy, but I was like, ugh. Oh. I have enough on my list. I don't think I can get through one like this and say something nice because I don't just I don't like to start ones that don't sound like they're going to be good because I don't like leaving solely negative reviews. Mm -hmm. I like to find the good and the bad if there is, you know, I like round it out so it's constructive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to get into reading some more non-romance books. I just haven't yet. I know my library has a lot. I've just been busy with my romance package. <laughs> Gotta take full advantage of that. But I've definitely discovered quite a few really good narrators. Um, some of my favorites are Andy Arndt, who also works under the name Elena Wolf. Uh, she works a lot with Sebastian York, and she also works sometimes with Joe Arden. Another I discovered that I really like is Joe Raylan, and she's got kind of a deep, raspy sort of voice. She does a really good job at doing male voices. So she's really good to listen to a woman who can do convincing men. Hmm. I really enjoy listening to hers. So she's great when she's like a solo narrator Hmm. because she can do good men. Nice. Yeah. As far as like duet narration, duet narration is where a woman reads the book and a male reads the male lines.
0: And I'm sure it could be the reverse as
1: well. Yeah, it could if it was from a male perspective. There's a good pairing Noah Michael Levine and Aaron DeWard. And I really like that style. There aren't a ton of them, but I've discovered a few, and those two, as a pairing, work really well. Noah works really well with doing different voices. He gives all his male characters a lot of distinctive voices. I listened to this kind of fantasy romance book, and all of them had their own distinctive voices, all the different types of creature characters. And they did a really great job with that. That one was called Symphony of Light and Winter, and it's by Renee Mason. It was really interesting, and it was, had some supernatural elements to it. It was a really good audiobook, another good one to listen to. Um, I'm discovering more narrators every day that are great, and there are a whole lot of great ones out there.
0: Yeah. What about you guys? Do you have a favorite audiobook narrator? Let us know in our Facebook group, Writers Emerging, or follow us on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. Links in the description. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week as we talk about mm, whatever our hearts desire. We're going to take a bit of a spring break type deal to. Just talk about whatever we want, and uh, it'll be as much a surprise to you guys as it is to us. Yep, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see you in the next one.